Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the TyRack.com studios. TyRack.com, where we get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free run out protection, over 10,000 recommended sellers. TyRack.com, it's the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. All right, so uh, Lorraine is here. Dan Byers here. Jason Stewart's here. Today is a Wednesday. Wednesday is hump day. Hump day, what, what? But it's also the day for the midway. Let's get after it. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for... The Midway. All right, uh, Jay Stu, you want to announce the Midway? Yeah, it's actually um, it's actually an extension of a conversation that we had on the End of Bonus podcast. I think it was yesterday, and I, I enjoyed the conversation because it has so many layers to it. It's about Patrick Mahomes. Um, where do we p- place him now? Where do we place him if he makes the Super Bowl? Where do we place him if he wins the Super Bowl? I think that there's a very good argument. And I, I really can't stand these kinds of arguments. But for whatever reason, this, this is intriguing. You can make a case if he wins the Super Bowl right now that he is that goat, that greatest of all time. Brady had more years in. He did it with a lot of volume stats and all that stuff. But... Patrick Mahomes has shoved so much greatness into such a short amount of time in a period where the NFL is set up for you to not do this well. Um, so I just kind of wanted to you not do this well. I don't know if I agree with that. I think for quarterbacks, it's set up to do that well. They're doing their best to keep them healthy. So I don't no, know. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, um, salary teams? cap wise, you're not supposed to do well over a long period of time. I mean, he he himself has lost some weapons but he keeps prevailing so that's kind of where i was going okay uh 
Fire, where would you, where would you put Pat Mahomes? Oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've said that, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't have to throw another pass as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Six years of starting, six AFC Championship games, three Super Bowls already. It's not really, you know, he's performed great in the regular season, great in the postseason. He's come from behind. He's had the lead. Now he's won the road. I just, I can't think of more things. And I think the only thing that you can do is say, all right, what does he have to do to be considered the greatest of all time? And during this six years, his six years are as good as anybody who's ever done it. Right? So, um, I think if he wins it this year, you're you're right there in the Brady, uh, Joe Montana conversation. Uh, otherwise, you know, the only thing missing is another couple of Super Bowl wins, another couple of Super Bowl appearances. I, you know, it's funny you say that the the Brady Montana group because I, I yeah. do think, and I think that there are some that still look at. Montana, and maybe they're maybe they have a little more salt than pepper uh, in the uh, in the beard, maybe in the uh, in the brow. But by and large, I do think that Brady is in his own category because of the the six wins with the Patriots, and then the one with the uh, the Buccaneers, which seem to also then add a whole nother level to it. Where you know, I just and so if Mahomes wins number three, like. Yeah, he's still there, but is he is he an Aikman category? I mean, obviously, he did more than Troy Aikman. You're talking about a great team and what they've done. Aikman, three Super Bowl rings in four years. Um, I still think that there's quite a gap between Brady and and Mahomes, Mahomes. and yeah, and the others. The problem with Aikman is. Um, and, and by the way, and I'm not putting Aikman in the quarterback greats, but we're, when we're talking, oh, he's a quarterback great. Yeah. He's a quarterback. I, I would. You have, here's the problem with Aikman: is Aikman was basically on the Niners, only he was awesome too, right? Like when I said the Niners, I mean like the Niners now. I mean sure. he had an All Star team. I mean the the offensive line was incredible. The, the you, you had Michael Irvin out wide. You had Emmett Smith as a running back. Now, again, part of it, we look at like we look at those guys and revere them because they won Super Bowls. Had they not won Super Bowls, we might not revere them as much. But Emmitt Smith's the all-time lean rusher in NFL history, right? Mm-hmm. He had Moose Johnson. He had he, They were well coached. They had a great defense. Just an unbelievable run. But um, they were fairly conservative offensively. It was a different era, so the numbers aren't as eye-popping. And then the injuries led to his career being shortened. So we didn't see, you know, a late Super Bowl run without an all-star roster. And I think that's what holds him back. This is the other tricky thing about eras. As we kind of tried to not pick it apart, but we're splitting hairs here. Because when when Belichick was like, go of the Patriots, and I think I said it on this, this program, I give him all the credit in the world for doing what he did with that organization in a time where parody is what was asked for in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We are in the parody era. And so is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I don't want to compliment one side and then criticize another for it. But I, I wonder if I was off on the Belichick as I look at the Chiefs here, Doug. And it's not meant to diminish their greatness. 
but they figured out a way to succeed in a parody-driven league where everybody is supposed to be the same. They're just better than everyone. Where I feel like in the 80s, when we're talking about Montana, or even the 90s, if we're talking about Aikman and put Elway and others in there, right. there, were all, there, there were about five or six really awesome teams. And if you don't believe me, just go back and think about, you know, like the the 85 Bears thought to be. And when the Bears didn't win other years, it was the Giants who were LT-led. And if it wasn't the Giants, it was the 49ers. But there weren't like 10 teams. There wasn't parity across the league. There were just really, really great teams. So my whole dilemma now is debating, was it more impressive that Montana was able to, you know, navigate against the Bears defense or to be able to have success while the Giants defense was, you know, wreaking havoc in the NFL? Or is this era more impressive where everybody is thought to be the same and you have just two organizations and two quarterbacks outshining almost everybody else? Oh, that's a good question. Um, because the level of competition. I, I, I'm going to hold on. Let, okay. Let's look back at the if we look back at the 80s and the Niners. OK, uh, the Bears. Remember, we're awesome in the 80s for mm-hmm. a short period of time. Their defense. The New York football Giants, they won a couple Super Bowls. The Rams were very competitive back then. Washington. Uh, wa- Washington won three Super Bowls. I don't think all two in the 80s, one in the 90s, three different quarterbacks, right? Yep. If anything, the the, the Cowboys back then were like the Cowboys now. Yeah. It wasn't until the night, yeah. right, where they You're were right. massively yeah. overhyped and, and, and didn't come through. So I actually think... Uh, Minnesota's run when they were really good, that wasn't until the 90s. Right? The Packers were dreadful in the 80s. If people people don't remember yeah. that era. They were they were absolutely dreadful. Um Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think there was there's always been those five or six teams at the top. Right, now, here's where I would give you the you're right about the Niners is that they were playing a different style of football than everybody else. Right? They, they, yes, Roger Craig ran the ball a lot, and it's underrated. But the West Coast offense was light years ahead of what everybody else was doing. Sure. What everybody else was doing. The 49ers win Super Bowl 19. And this, I know it's going back a ways. They beat the Dolphins. But then the next year, guess what? 85 Bears come along. Yep. It doesn't mean that the 49ers completely went away because four years later, they returned to play in Super Bowl 23. Right. But all of a sudden, the Bears are there. And then the Giants show up and win Super Bowl 21. And it's not like the Giants went away because they won a Super Bowl four years after that. But, but I would say, I, I would say, but like, look, if are we being critical then of Brady? Yes, that's Brady, what I'm getting at. Yeah, okay, but we can we can pick apart Brady's division all we want. But in the playoffs, Pittsburgh, Indy had Peyton Manning. Um, uh, the Bron- uh, Obviously, there was a time when the Broncos were bad, but the Broncos later were good when they had Manning. And early on in his career, the Broncos were very good. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I would. The, the division was weak. There's, there's, there's no other way to get around it. The, yeah, the Bills I, went 13 years without making the playoffs. The Dolphins were kind of mired in it. The Jets had the two years where they went to the AFC Championship game, but they weren't. wasn't like they dominated to get there. But the AFC North is right there, and that that the, at least the Ravens and the Steelers were very competitive during that same time. I just think it's interesting because I don't see any team that has consistently been as good as the Chiefs have in terms of that greatness that we want. 
And in, in the 80s, there wasn't either, but I also feel like the teams were stronger then. So they're yeah. trading haymakers each year in battling who is better. And so I just don't know if the top-heavy 80s were actually more of a gauntlet than the parody-driven NFL right now. And, and, and by saying all of this, I do think that I am discrediting the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, even though two weeks ago I gave credit to Belichick, and I'd have to kind of withdraw that. Because I do wonder if it was maybe tougher back then because of how good those teams were. Maybe 20 other teams in the NFL stunk, you know, but I don't know. Sorry. Sorry I kind of hijacked that one. But. No, you didn't. You didn't. Um, but my point is, say say, um, say Mahomes wins the next two games, okay? The, it will be, what, a, Doug, a seven-year resume compared to 23 that Brady had. So we're just like a third into uh, what Brady put on, you know, in his career. But the way Mahomes has done it, I think, is where you kind of have to consider him as the greatest ever in that he's so much more skilled and talented and athletic than Brady, and he was so much more fun to watch, by the way. Those first three championships that Brady won, that those Patriots teams were so dull. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, like, the way he's been able to do it with a diminishing roster, and he lost Tyreek Hill, and I just, I think there's a, there's so much I, that goes into his story that I think that you, after he wins that Super Bowl, I think this is all people are going to be talking about. I think you have to put him as the, the greatest ever, and I'm going to, uh, I'll be leading that fight. Be leading that fight, I, huh? I think he's taking a regular math class when he should be in AP math. That's what I think he is. They figured it out. Because I've wondered as well, like, how is this team? This is a bad Chiefs team, like, compared yeah. to what they've had. And yeah. here they are again, a game away from a Super Bowl. And I think it's more of an indictment on, say, a Buffalo team that did not improve. Or a Ravens team maybe that's been up and down that they're going to face this weekend. Or a Bengals team that just couldn't get it together. I think it's more about their surroundings and what I, they I like, have. I, I think that's fair, Dan, but I would also say that like that's kind of every year and somehow they're somehow they're able to pull it off, right? Jack, I mean, can I say something? Yeah, I think we need can, to right? give Mahomes his flower. Maybe even a statue. I think a statue would be nice. And maybe a button that can have, like, his voice. Because everyone loves his voice so much. So, like, uh, you know, a greatest of all time player. Because, like you said, he really has shown up and showed out every year he's been on this team. No, he's amazing. I think what Dan's getting at is kind of what I said yesterday, which is what I said about the Texans. Which is, like, look, in the real world, like, in terms of just who should be there talent-wise... Because in any given year, some teams just don't have the talent, right? Um, I mean, we, we didn't even talk about the Browns. Whatever you think of Deshaun Watson, like, they were just besieged by injuries on the offensive side of the ball. And, like, Joe Flacco and that defense was the reason they even got there, right? But take them out of the mix and, you know, Jacksonville disappointed. Uh, Indy, I mean, uh, Miami had in- massive injuries in the defensive side of the football. Chargers, Chargered, right? Chargers, Chargered, I think that's fair. And the Jets are a playoff team. They have Aaron Rodgers, they're a playoff team. So, yeah, and, and how much more difficult would would the would Kansas City's run have been had, you know, the first game in the playoffs been Aaron Rodgers and the Jets coming to Kansas City? 
Would have been more difficult, probably. Yep. Yeah. I also think, though, when you look at, like, Buffalo, I think is a really good example. If we are now having a conversation that Buffalo's window may be closed in terms of winning a Super Bowl. And sure, they have Josh Allen, but in terms of this current makeup of a team, I I don't know if, if Buffalo will be back doing what they're doing. Their defense, obviously, had health issues against the Chiefs, but... They maybe weren't as dominant as a couple of years ago. And, Doug, I would even say in the 90s when we talked about the Cowboys and 49ers team, you had a Green Bay team that was pretty darn good that ended up then, you know, finally breaking through after, you know, after that, uh, the losses that they would have to the Cowboys or losing in the playoffs. And so they break through and they go to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. Those were great teams. Yeah. And those Cowboy teams were beating Packer teams that – were Super Bowl caliber, and we know that because they went on and won Super Bowls after that. Sure, and these, sure. I just, I don't see any, I don't see any of these other teams in the AFC carrying I, I, the water I, of some. Of I the think greatness. what you got, I think you got what you have is it's the Michael Jordan effect. It's it's very similar, right? Were the Knicks really good, or were they just the best of a group of eh teams that the that sure. the, the, the that the Bulls could beat every year, right? Yeah. Um, it's 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 a forever question that we don't know because no one could ever get past them, right? They just couldn't get past couldn't get past the Bulls. And this is a tip of the cap to the Chiefs and Mahomes and Andy Reid for figuring it out. It's amazing that there aren't other teams that can can do this. And maybe it's then lends to your guys' point of how special Patrick Mahomes is. But it just it, like it doesn't. Again, I am so amazed, and I have been for the last couple of years, on how Kansas City works the clock when they have a lead in the fourth quarter. It will They will go 35 yards, and it will take them seven minutes to do so. And well, what's funny about that is that they used to not do that when they had all that talent. Now they play to their strengths. Yeah, and now they get it. They understand that, you know what? You may be able to stop Patrick Mahomes if they're trying to go downfield, but if you just want to stop him from getting three yards... That's darn near impossible. And they're going to end up getting it, and they're going to figure out a way to do it. But I just look at these these teams that they, you know, you end up going through. I mean, who's really great anymore? It's a great question. And that is the Midway. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Dana Jeremiah is going to join us in a couple moments. Of course, in addition to the Move the Sticks podcast and be on the NFL Network, he's also the color analyst for the Chargers Radio Network. No Jim Harbaugh hired yet, but it feels like a yet. We'll get his thoughts on that. Feels like they're progressing. Is it the right move? Or would you, should you hire Mike, Mike Vrabel? It's a great, I, I want to talk to Dan and Jeremiah joins us. Of course, NFL analyst, co-host of the Move the Sticks podcast. Fangio's an interesting one, right? Like, he's been in the NFL forever. Forever. Finally got a shot. Two years as head coach with, with Denver. Didn't work out, right? Didn't have the offense or the quarterback play. But he also has, uh, he's got a personality that can grade on some people. I mean, does that work? Are they, does him in Philadelphia, does that solve their problems? Well, remember, he was, he was consulting with the Eagles the year before. And talking to defensive coaches from that staff, he was around, he was, you know, in the coaching offices. He knows all the players in Philadelphia. He has, uh, you know, relationships that go up in, in the top of the organization as well. So he would have been their D coordinator last year. Um, but then the, the thing happened with their DC and Gannon, who, you know, that Arizona thing came along late. So once that happened, then Vic couldn't stand, he couldn't stay and wait to see if Gannon was going to get a job. So he left and went to Miami. So I'd be shocked if he's not in Philly. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I also think when you look at kind of his, his personality and yeah. Mike McDaniel's personality, like you couldn't be any more polar opposite. So the fact that maybe that wasn't the best fit, uh, I don't think that's a big surprise. Okay, but the, the, the question becomes, okay, the question becomes, does he, um, does his personality fit with Sirianni long term? Oh, I think they have, a, I mean, you have a year of them spending a lot of time together and, and sharing ideas. And, and uh, I, yeah, I, I think that'll be a much better fit there. You know, long-term, they need to figure out the offensive thing there uh, and get Jalen Hurts playing uh, back at a good level. They've got to make that higher. But I actually think that, you know, Vic's one of those ones, he, he, he takes the defense, so you don't worry about the defense. And for the most part, his defenses have a, a pretty good track record. So um, I, I think that that, would, uh, that relationship wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be a problem. All right, fair enough. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Daniel Jeremiah. Um, what are you hearing on the Chargers and Harbaugh and why that hire hasn't been made yet? Well, talking to people just kind of around the league, um, not inside the, the Chargers organization, but the, the expectation is from people around the league, yeah, this is probably going to happen, but that the hang-up is um, – you know, the cost of his assistance is, is going to be pretty dang high. And that's not just coaches on the field. You're talking about strength coaches. You've got, they got, you know, one of the best strength coaches in all of football, not just college football. So, uh, you know, trying to negotiate all that stuff and then figure out what the front office is going to look like. Um, you know, they'll bring in a couple candidates for GM interviews. I, I thought it would be done before the GM interviews, these final in-person interviews, because I thought they'd, you know, want to have Harbaugh in there in person. 
to meet with those guys, but uh, you know maybe that's a, another day or so. But I, I would still be I'd be surprised if it if it wasn't him. Uh, let's get to some of the games from last weekend. Um, all right, we're you have all different sorts of Josh Allen Buffalo Bill opinions. You've seen them up close. You know, you watch all these games. You've analyzed, seen the all twenty-two. What what what's a really smart way uh, from a football perspective of looking at Josh Allen and the Bills? Josh Allen's a you know a great player, a top three quarterback in the NFL, and um, would like to have you know maybe one throw back on the on the final drive, but. Outside of that, was was they, the was the second down throw the wrong throw or was it just he got hit? No, he got hit. The guy's going to be wide open. You've got middle field is open. Like there's no center fielder. Like that's a touchdown. You, you take that every single time. Once you you know in, in quarterback play, Doug, we always say the the safeties are the window into the soul of the defense. Oh, the safeties that. are the ones. The safeties inform your decisions. So when those safeties part and you know the middle of the field is open, like that is a touchdown all day, every day. But his left tackle got blown into his lap by one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. You know, you can't you can't control that. Um, okay, so if you're the Bills, what do you do? You know, you have people, hey man, you can't stand Pat, you gotta they're really close, but they've been really close for the past couple of years. What do you do? Well, I think you um you can you continue to invest on the defensive side of the ball, um, I, and, and I'm talking about draft picks. You know, you're going to have. I think Josh, especially with the money, and I'm sure they'll probably redo his deal again. Um, he's going to have to elevate some of these young guys they have offensively. They've got a couple good pieces they can continue to add there. But you look at the Chiefs as a blueprint on that same field. The Chiefs put all their their you know you know a ton of young draft picks out on the field and got them up and running and they they put together a really really good affordable defense. Um, I, I think they're going to have to continue to do that, invest on that side of the ball. I think Kincaid might be the last kind of offensive toy uh, that you get for a minute here uh, in the early portion of the draft. They've got to get better um, and build a team that complements that offense. All right, let's let's scoot around here to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, first half was eh. Second half, I mean, Houston couldn't really beat him. But, you know, the big question is, can Lamar finally take that jump? And, I, and like, I'm not going to diminish the fact he did win his second playoff game, but against a rookie quarterback, against a rookie head coach, playing at home with a week off. Um, isn't this one that if you're not going to beat the Chiefs now, you're never going to beat them? You're at home. You got an extra day of rest. You got one last game that they've played. You have a stacked roster, and you're getting healthier. Doesn't it feel like if not now, they're not gonna? It's not gonna happen. It's on a tee for them. I think this will be. Is it crazy to say it? But this will be the worst Chiefs team that you know you have seen five years previously, and maybe for the five years after. Um, you better get them now. Um, so I, I agree with you from that standpoint. I just think you know we're going to talk about Lamar, and the attention is going to be on Lamar. This Ravens defense is literally choking the life out of teams, um, and they've done it against good teams, not just you know a, a win over Houston in the playoffs at the week. So I, I think he's the bar is not going to be super super high for Lamar, which sounds weird playing the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I think if the Baltimore Ravens can score you know twenty four twenty five points, I, I honestly think it'll be enough. I don't see the Chiefs scoring a ton of points on that defense the way they're dialed in right now. No, I, I don't. I don't as well. Let's get to the NFC. 
Um, what's your take on how Brock Purdy played? I mean, I don't, it wasn't great. I mean, he didn't play well for a majority of the game. He just put together the drive that he needed at the at the at the right time. So you gotta you gotta be real about the conversation and and see both things. Give him credit for the drive at the end of the game. That was the most important drive of the game, and he delivered. He was not good um, for the majority of that game, and I think obviously the weather was 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 part of it. Debo being out was part of it. But I didn't think that, uh, you know, I, I was shocked that they didn't just turn around and hand the ball to McCaffrey. I thought they could have won that game and just rode McCaffrey knowing, hey, the weather's not great, the quarterback's not playing great. But, man, Shanahan just kept going back to Purdy, um, and it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't looking so hot until the last drive, and then he was rewarded for that faith. Why, why do you think he struggled other than the weather? Well, that was in a know-you're-going-to-pass situation. I don't think he's got the, the the talent, the arm talent, to operate in a pure drop back. Everybody in the stadium knows we're throwing. Can I fit balls in tighter windows as opposed to we're going to run the ball, we're going to get a lead, we're going to play with play action, and I'm going to have I'm going to have four guys, five guys out in the route, and one of them is going to be naked um, because of how well we run the ball and how well Kyle designs it. This wasn't that. This was. Hey, we're down. Um, we're in the shotgun, and we're just a pure dropback team. I I don't think that's who he is. They got away with it, and he made the plays at the end. I'll give him all the credit, but I think that's a dangerous way for them to live. Okay, um, how confident are you against the Lions team? That like, I mean, again, this is a pretty good setup for him. Indoor team coming outdoors. Team that's played two weeks mm-hmm. in a row, uh, and they're rested. And like, let's be honest, it's not like the Lions have blown away their past two opponents, you could easily say they weren't the better team either the past two weeks that they end up winning. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Lions' ability to go into San Francisco and get a win? Well, here's the, the hard part. It's two things. Number one, I think uh, San Francisco kind of got their clunker out of the way and still yep. won. They survived yep. the clunker, um, which I'm sure, you, you know, I'm sure basketball-wise, tournament-wise, that's, that's probably a key of anybody that wins a championship. You've got to survive when you're not playing great. Mm-hmm. They survive in advance. The, the, the problem uh, from Detroit's side of things, Detroit's offense is a middle-of-the-field offense. Uh, last week, Amon Ross St. Brown uh, and Sam Laporta caught 17 balls combined. And all that's your tight end, and that's a receiver who loves to work in the middle of the field. Well, if you want to live in the middle of the field against these guys, you're, you're working against Greenlaw and Fred Warner, uh, maybe two of the best covered linebackers in the entire NFL. I, that's going to be a hard way to live, man. So um, I don't think it's a super favorable matchup from Detroit in that sense, and that's one of the reasons why I think the Niners, you know, as bad, as bad or as average as they were, last week. I think you'll see the best of them this week. Uh, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, how surprised or what's your reaction to the fact that Belichick hasn't taken the Atlanta job yet? Well, I mean, I, I my first thought was, okay, yeah, he'll take it for sure because he just wants to get that record. He'll go get Shula's record there. And the other part of it is, you know, I can't imagine being in his shoes with what he's accomplished, and and the thing that you probably want to be most protective of, Doug, is your is your legacy. Does he kind of want to limp to the finish line if he doesn't think he has a quarterback there um, that he can really really win with, and, and you know, or does he, or does he say, hey, I can. Uh, 
I can go find that guy and I've got another chapter here. That's tough, man, because nobody else has been in that position with as much at stake in terms of a resume and and, uh, and just kind of overall persona that he already has, even though it went down towards the end at New England. Uh, maybe there's some concern of not wanting to compromise that legacy. Yeah, I, I think there's a very, very good chance. Uh, very good chance that that's a, a possibility, maybe even – uh, maybe even a likelihood. Um, if you're Tampa, what do you do with Baker Mayfield? Well, I don't, you know, I always, these decisions can't be in a vacuum. You have to look at it and say, what are your other options? I think that um, whatever anybody thinks of Baker, I think when you look at who their options would be, where they're situated in the draft, and what's going to be available in free agency. I think he absolutely is their best option. So you try and get something done where you can find some middle ground. If you can't, um, even though the number's big, I think you have to franchise tag him and see this through another year and see you know what it looks like. I just I don't see a, uh, an upgrade available for them. I, I agree, but options. why why won't someone say like, hey, we'll give you two years guaranteed at like twenty five or thirty? Like, do we really think he's going to get more than that on the open market? There's no way to there's no way to tell. There's so many. There's a lot of quarterback needy teams now. Uh, I I, I, with, I, with I, under, I, understand, I understand, but again, like, will somebody else commit fifty million dollars over two years to Baker Mayfield? I don't think the answer is yes. Uh, no I'd one's ever done the, that. I, I'd be worried about the Falcons in your division. Would be the team I'd be worried about. He's better than what their plan was. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, a, it's, a, it's a game of musical chairs. It's just like there's, you know, there's, all, there's not 32 of these guys to go around. I know there's not. I just, I, it's just interesting to me that no one draws the line in the sand. And maybe 25 is not the, the number, but you don't have to. I mean, you're talking about $47 million like, directly off your cap if, you're, yeah. if you franchise tag him. You know, somewhere in between that. You know, you find a reasonable number, but that's... Yeah, this is the Geno. I mean, I have to go back and pull up. I don't have it in front of me. I have to go back and pull up Geno's number. But doesn't this feel similar to, yeah. to Geno's yeah. situation? Yeah, and, and they, they gave Geno 20, which is a bit too much. You could give Baker 25, which wouldn't be, which probably be a bit too much. Like, I, I just don't think anyone's going like, we want Baker Mayfield. We'll give him more than $50 million guaranteed. Yeah, I, I know. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good discussion. It's a good discussion. I just you always look at the you, do you want to play chicken. Do you want to play chicken here at the most important position? That's that's the challenge. Gino's getting twelve this coming year. By the way, twelve this this coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right. That's that's Daniel go. Jeremiah, co-host of Move the Sticks podcast. DJ, you're the best man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, buddy. See you, man. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm, 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 mm. So much stuff going on. By the way, shortly after the show, our podcast will be up. We have the uh, In the Bonus podcast, which goes up, or the, the radio show gets repurposed. Just type in Doug Gottlieb wherever you download your podcast. You can follow, rate, review your podcast. Again, search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. Let's get to the press. The press. Doug, we're going to start in Philadelphia. Yeah, there is news. Vic Fangio leaving the Dolphins. By the way, Javon Holland of the Miami Dolphins took to Instagram and he walked outside of his door. All you could see were his legs in the concrete and he had a handful of rocks and then he threw them in the air and kicked them. Almost to say, yes, Vic Fangio can go kick rocks. That's what we are thinking after the one-year stint in Miami. For the uh, also, so Vic Fangio is a brilliant coach, but a really hard personality for some people to get along with. You know, and he's 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 actually was seen as like uh, Eric Bieniemy only a better coach. Right, where he didn't get a head coaching job for like 40 years in the NFL. Finally got one with Denver, and obviously didn't win anything. Um so, like, my interest is, I know he knows everybody in Philadelphia, but, yeah, I don't know how that works with Sirianni, who's definitely on some form of hot seat heading into next year. Ah, speaking of Nick Sirianni, he spoke with the media today saying, yeah, he's going to be around for a fourth season. My job is to be the head coach of the team, not the head coach of the offense, not the head coach of the defense, not the head coach of the special teams, but be the, be the head coach of the football team. And so that's building the culture, that's making sure the culture's working I don't know if it did. <laughs> I do not know if it did work. Uh, by the way, this is why Howie Roseman chose to bring Sirianni back for season number four. We're 26-5 and five over the last 31 games. That is hard to do in the National Football League. That is hard to find um, a head coach in this league who has that record of success. So that's the sitch in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, I just, that thing spiraled completely out of control. So it'll be super interesting to see what happens next year. And, like, again, Jalen Hurts apparently didn't like the play calling. He checked out of it all the time. Like, it felt like Sirianni kind of got its comeuppance. Jalen Hurts got his comeuppance. The Eagles got their comeuppance. And how do they dial that back? That'll be really interesting to find out. This is a, a little bit longer, but Sirianni did say this about Jalen Hurts for anybody that's 
questioning the quarterback of their relationship. This is what the head coach had to say. For 11 weeks this year, he was on top of the MVP talk, right? We all had a bad stretch through the last part portion of it. In fact, there were games like even even though we were in a bad stretch as a team, I thought Jalen was playing really good football. So, like, but I get it. Like, me as the head coach, Jalen as the quarterback, we're going to draw the, the most scrutiny and the most, you know, attention and eyes, and we understand that and the seats that we sit in, but I know I know that the things that Jalen needs to work on and the things that we'll sit down together and talk about, I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to bust his ass to do that because that's who he is. Yeah, I mean, those. I mean, it, it feels like pandering and kissing his butt sure. to, to Jalen Hurts. It really does. It's kind of embarrassing, you know, but that's – that's the world we live in where when you're the starting quarterback and you have that contract, you have the power, and people, even when you stink, people have to say, well, we, we know he's got that look. He's going to get it back. We're going to, you know, you can't just be real about it. Packers today parted ways with defensive coordinator Joe Barry. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. And I, I kind of quipped on Twitter about how, you know, they gave they gave the Niners fits and did beat the Cowboys, whereas Mike McCarthy gets blown out by the by the Niners and loses to the Packers and keeps his job. But anybody who watched it, the Packers this year thought Joe Barry was going to get replaced. Yeah, uh, some coaching news: Jim Harbaugh scheduled to interview with the Falcons for a second time on Thursday. Mike Vrabel talking with them today. Atlanta also talking with Bobby Slowick again. Vrabel could get an interview with the Panthers as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Vrabel hasn't gotten a job yet. Belichick, I think, obviously is going to be choosy. And then everybody's waiting on Harbaugh with the Chargers. Panthers, by the way, also speaking with Raheem Morris and Dave Canales. The connection with Canales, the Bucks' offensive coordinator, was that he and Dan Morgan knew each other from their time together in Seattle. Right, Grant, that, and, and Dan Morgan is the new general manager yep. of the Carolina Panthers, for people who didn't know the name. USA Basketball Executive Director Grant Hill said today that Draymond Green was left out of the player pool for this summer's Paris Olympics because of his suspensions with the Warriors this season. That's really surprising, but I think it speaks to there's probably a good group of guys that are just like, uh... Draymond's not good enough for that stuff, and we're just kind of done with it. Just kind of done with it. Yeah. I, I don't think he's that good anymore. He's not. His, his talent doesn't outweigh his issues. You know, everybody, everybody's pointed out as well. Steve Kerr's the head coach of that team. Yep. So if, you, if Steve Kerr wanted him on that list, he'd be on that list. Yes, uh, absolutely. And at Torrey Pines, where again. Doug and I won the Pro-Am about eight years or so ago on the much tougher South course. Was it eight years ago? I thought it was. Or maybe it was six. About five. Five. Somewhere in the ballpark. Uh, Patrick Cantlay currently has a share of the lead at six under par. He's playing the much easier North course, though, uh, right now. And that's the press. That's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That's the press. That's the press. All right, I'm at uh, uh, Alabama-Auburn. I'll give you a pick for that on the podcast. Remember to download the podcast as soon as you're done listening to the radio show. Just type in Doug Gottlieb, anything you you missed. Um, So I'll be on the call of that. Got some college basketball picks for you as well. Just type in Doug Gottlieb, download the podcast. All right, tomorrow we'll be in Madison, Wisconsin. Kind of fired up. This is Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 